Tig Leader is an Irish professional rugby player who has played professionally in Europe, the NCAA, Team USA Rugby, and the Professional Rugby League in the United States. To say he is an already accomplished pro would be an understatement. Tig's specialty in rugby has always been kicking, and on a whim last fall, Tig dove headfirst into kicking in American football and will play in the Spring League in the hopes of playing professionally. We cover a wide array of topics here, comparing Irish to American culture, how to get out of your own head, and ultimately, trust yourself and your swing with all you've got. Enjoy. If you like this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps spread the word. Thanks. But what was your your spiritual upbringing like in Ireland? And how does that how has that informed uh, who you are as an athlete or person? That's a question I've never been asked before, um, which is good <laughs> to make me make you really think about it. I'm just, okay. like, yeah, I'm just trying to like, like reflect on reflect on that. Um, like up like up upbringing wise, I like family like parents and two brothers, so three boys all within all within um, four years of each other. Um, and as like two two of us, myself, and my younger brother Barry, and like ended up being fortunate to play sports at a professional level. Um, so that's quite unique in that regard. But like. I'm just saying, like growing, growing up, um, we're fortunate that like anything and everything we wanted to do, like our parents, like within reason, um, like our, we were just like afforded the opportunity to go do that, and 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 generally we ended up always wanting to go down a sporting route, but but by that I mean, um, like our parents were extremely like open, open-minded in terms of letting us do things that probably like wasn't always like the norm um I'm, i don't know i'm thinking things like i remember growing up we'd always be like going going out to like the rural places like mountain climbing or like we'd cycle our bikes like for fucking four excuse my language for like four hours out to these like rural places and then climb a mountain and then we'd like cycle home i remember like all my friends would be like what like like the leaders or the, the surname like we were known as these like this kind of like sporty but like quirky family as well that we just get into these more like kind of random random things versus just playing like Gaelic football and hurling uh, or rugby whatever like the real traditional things that like we'd be all those kind of things or like water sports and stuff so anyway what I guess what I'm getting getting at is that my parents like very much like afford us the opportunity to, to whatever like took our fancy and we, we were curious and wanted to explore we were all um we we're always kind of able to do that and that's something that for me now moving to football where the football idea like the idea of exploring something new or the idea of moving to america from ireland to do something new i guess like that was always that was like always part without even being aware of it just reflecting now i guess like it, it was always something that we were we were able to do or like maybe think a little bit outside the box or do something that do something that other people weren't doing or if we're curious about something um yeah, we were never like held back from trying to trying to go do it, and even like music. I remember actually, I was doing the violin. I was interested in the violin, and my mom had me doing violin lessons. Um, haven't thought of that in years, but yeah. So like upbringing wise, um, it was very like open open minded. Um, was was what I'm saying. Yeah, and the idea of like going to like new territories or doing something a little bit quirky or different was very much encouraged versus always trying to stay in line. Um, mm-hmm. if all if all of that makes makes some sense, yeah, which probably explains a lot, a lot of stuff I've done as an adult now and thinking a lot of things like 
I've gone I've gone like un, untraditional routes, but yeah, I guess even reflecting on that from this from the outset, um, that was that was probably like part part of what we did without really consciously knowing it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Now, where what part of Ireland are you are you from? So we're um, Galway City, so West Coast. So Galway's like the probably fourth fourth biggest city in Ireland, but you know it's still it's still small. Um, and then we we kind of grew up. Like we grew up in the country, or people would say in the in the sticks, you know. Um, but in, in reality, uh, and that's why I viewed it a little bit myself. But then, like when I moved to America and realized the sheer like scale of things here, like upon reflection, we live like three three and a half miles from the city center. But because there was like a farm and some cows not far from us, we were like perceived as like kind of being a bit more country. But anyway, yeah, go. Um, Galway City is 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 where where home is. I'm curious, and um, you know, like so, I you know, I've, I've never been to the homeland. I'm Irish. Uh, I guess, like most Americans, I'm a little bit everything. But um, what 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 have been some of the differences between Irish culture versus American culture? Um, I'm, I'm sure being in the U.S. at like during COVID that's been pretty interesting when you compare the responses to that over in Ireland. But I'm curious, you know, culturally, what are maybe like one or two of the biggest differences you've noticed uh, between Ireland and the U S people here are way more optimistic. Like any (laughs) Irish person I talk to, I'm only kind of like compare. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's definitely like a dour stereotype with with Irish people. Yeah. Yeah, like like one hundred one hundred percent, and um, yeah, even like talking to my friends and stuff, or talking to people when I kind of decided to like pivot career career wise, um, yeah, it was very much met with like, like you're mad, like why would you do that, like because at the time, like, rewind before I started doing this, like playing professional rugby, was involved with the U.S. national team, like everything was great, and like kind of ticking all the boxes I wanted to tick, um, so. But when I talked to my, when I ran it by American people, everyone was like, like, shit, yeah, do that. Like, like, go for that. Like, you've never, that's something that you've no experience in it, experience slash not a whole lot. Of- Why are Irish people, or at least in your opinion, what is it about Irish culture that lends itself to being so fertile for pessimism? Someone sticks out I'm, I'm, I'm in the group or in society a lot of times like people kind of think like like who, who's that fella like who's that fella to be doing that like why is he doing that like like and like instantly like it's like it's not a sense of support and it's almost like almost finding ways to to pick holes in it all mm-hmm. um and like that's yeah like like a, a lot of time or you know someone wants to do someone something new and different and it's again it, it, it pretty much that's just that yeah there's loads of examples of that um where when people kind of are on a pedestal a lot a lot of time it's not always met with the most like support it's almost as if people are trying to pull them back down to the same level as everyone else um you yeah find there's, there's, i've seen a lot of a lot of examples of that do you find there's more of that in ireland than in the u.s in your experience oh doesn't compare like yeah 100 percent doesn't compare i i and i know and i know people here maybe it might be could, could be i think initially 
like the whole like I've used it so many times and I like think about how my life transpired here over the last few years but like like there is like so much opportunity and I think if someone goes after it generally yeah I think people are way more way more encouraging and like fair play like that guy showing like entrepreneur's spirit if someone's doing just something totally random but they have a business idea it's it, like yeah I think people are, are way more way more encouraging um, and again, my personal experience, Anthony, I've done this been a little bit newer, different, at least in my face, no one's been saying anything negative about it. It's been like, yeah, that makes, that makes, that makes sense. I think that's a good idea. And I think you have the talent or the ability or the knowledge or whatever is needed to do whatever you're looking to do, um, which, which, which is cool. It's been re- really refreshing and something that like, when I talk to my family or friends back home, I'm like, I'm actively trying to be a lot more a lot more kind of upbeat and like optimistic about about things versus um yeah sometimes being a little bit more cynical um so yeah it's 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 definitely yeah it's, it's it, it is very different it it, it, it is uh, it is different yeah i mean americans like but, but but i'm sorry sorry last just just yeah just yeah. Like, on that though we're way like at home everything's way more even keeled you move like this i find like like it whereas like, here things are more dramatic like i find it's a lot more up down um so yeah even when things yeah when things are good it's good but it's like ah well and you might find that things think oh but it might all change tomorrow whereas you know thinking things are good here it, it's it's pretty high but then um i find people can get a lot a lot lower a lot, a lot quicker or be a lot more dramatic about things unnecessarily um whereas at home it's a lot more kind of even just keep just keep keep plodding on yeah yeah there's i i don't know who exactly said the quote um it it's from maybe the third a long time ago but anyway there was uh some some writer at one point said you know you can always tell like all americans share one trait and it's restlessness like like we just cannot sit still we're we're trying something new we're changing jobs our highs are super high our lows are pretty low and to europe or you know or like eastern europe or whatever like it's exhausting like when i did my work overseas like everybody like dreaded anytime I had an idea. Cause like, here's this American guy trying to change everything again. Um, but yeah. it, it yeah. is, I think sports are cool. Cause like, you know, everybody can kind of understand them, but what's really interesting is how like people, players from different cultures can kind of mesh. Um, and so let's kind of uh, zoom out a little bit. Um, you've played pro rugby a long time. And what I found anyways, most of the time your thing in life tends to find, rather than you finding it so how, how did rugby kind of find you and then next question how did kicking find you for football american football um so as i mentioned at the outset like yeah i was doing absolutely any and every sport possible um and rugby being one of those and actually when i got to the age of like we start we start rugby at like seven eight years of age um and i remember getting to the age of like 12 13 and like just just not liking the sport at all i just got a bit sick of it because i was better at other sports and i wanted to play though just just yeah i wanted to kind of that scale of football that's hurling things like that um i wanted to play those um and i kind of actually like lost touch of rugby for a little bit not a long period but i remember just just not really really being that enthused by it or wanting wanting to go um play but it was a huge part of my family. My dad played to like extremely high level. Professional didn't exist. Professionalism didn't exist when he played. Um, but 
you know, he played like to a top level and both my brothers were also playing. So even though I, I for a little bit in my kind of early teens, I, I didn't really want to play it that much. I guess I just kind of kept in touch because it was like a big part of our family. Um, and instead, I was probably more passionate about other sports because I was probably excelling a little bit more at those those ones. And like that's in rugby, I was still doing well. I was still a good player in the team, but like in hurling and Gaelic, I was, yeah. Um, and hurling and Gaelic's very tribal back home, and you know, it, it, to represent your county. So from County Galway, like growing up, it's like, it's like a huge thing. Whereas rugby back then wasn't wasn't as big as it is today in Ireland. Um, so I guess it was like probably just like with my family was like a huge by my family being such so big into the sport probably brought me back around into it and then um, around the age of fifteen then I was brought into like an academy system where we trained like full time. Um, you know, the idea of having summer jobs didn't exist because we were in training like literally full time through summers or any school holidays. And at that point, then I realized, oh, in rugby this goes well I can actually make a career alongside travel which is a cool thing whereas GAA unfortunately you don't get you don't get paid and it's just within Ireland so that was almost a little bit of a turning point and um, once I went into the professional system and I saw the facilities and resources I was like okay this is this is something I want, I want to do and that was around 15 and then that's just the path I followed um, and then to move to move to your kicking question I moved to the states and like 2016 for university um and kicking was always my best skill in rugby and kicking was like what I'd probably be known for or definitely kicking is what I'd be known for is my biggest asset and I all I always like growing up used to always watch American football like hard knocks or like documentaries or even like the kind of any American football movie I, I used to always love and I always thought I was quite interested in the kicking aspects I thought I could do that and then when I moved here in yeah, like 16, um, I actually kicked kicked one day. I went onto the field and kicked and I kicked some like field goals from like from the 40 yard line. Um, and I remember thinking, I was like, oh, is that pretty decent? And so I remember then going home and Googling and seeing that guys would be kicking, kicking uh, 50 yard field goals, 50, 55 yard field goals. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm obviously I'm I, I was, yeah, I was curious was, was, was what I was doing good um, but then when I seen guys kicking 55 yard field goals whatever and I and I kicked a 40 yard field goal in my head because I kicked it from the 40 yard line but I did not realize it was a 50 yard field goal there's a few rugby guys in the pitch and it's looking back so obvious but we just didn't put two and two together get the goals are 10 yards deeper so I remember I remember then I remember then just just being like oh maybe 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 I'm maybe that's not my thing alongside knowing that rugby was like progressing really well and in the states it would become professional so I stuck with rugby but then um and that yeah really really enjoyed that don't regret that for a second but when COVID hit then again a few friends just recommend that you should try kick you should try kick um footballs and then I remember just I genuinely it was just like to shut them up slash like scratch the itch just to see just a bit of fun uh, I did it one day in Weymouth and Bo- uh, just outside Boston and it went really well. And the guy, I, I was kicking like 55, yard, 55 yarders pretty early. And then at that point, again, I went home and now I realized like the add 10 yards for the goalposts. Um, and that's when I started looking at other people and realized, oh, maybe I actually am quite decent. And the guys that were there that day with me, he was like a local high school, high school football coach. He, um, though he was really impressed when I kicked my first five or six balls. And then he called some of his mates and some of his mates came down to the field 
and there's people walking around and uh they stopped and they were watching me and then I was like oh okay maybe 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 this maybe I am onto something here so that's that was kind of my first legitimate proper kind of football kicking experience um and it was quite funny how that worked out and that, then things just sloped um that was in August of 2020 um yeah and things just kind of snowballed from there but I loved it so much I loved it so much I was like a kid again I kicked for like three hours two three hours and my groin was in a bad place afterwards but I just couldn't stop yeah. I was like I love this. I genuinely love this. And I hadn't had that excitement uh, from a sporting perspective in a lot, uh, like since I was again almost a kid. So I think that was yeah, like that just really gripped me that day. And um, yeah, so that's how that the football kicking got started. What is it about kicking that you find so addictive? Oh, like as I said, two brothers growing up, and we always used to be we have a bit of space in the garden. And we'd have uh, goalposts and we'd always be kicking rugby balls through and having kicking competitions. And I just like the idea, like it just like so satisfying when you actually execute it. But I guess in, in rugby, goal kicking, you know, the game's helter-skelter, high tempo all the time. And then everything stops when a penalty is awarded or someone's taking a kick at the goals everything stops and all eyes just like turn on the kicker and it's like almost like watching someone playing golf so that everyone goes quiet every, and everyone just observes I remember like just just that person I guess when you're watching the games on TV you know that's always the guy you're seeing all the time and um, I remember just thinking I was like oh like that looks like such a unreal job um, to, to be to be the kicker um, so then yeah I just I remember just getting like just just getting really attached to it when, when I was like 10 11 years of age and you know people were running around throwing the ball around playing games and you know i'd be off but i just want to go kicking i'd always want to go kicking at christmas time always asking santa i'd be asking for santa for a kicking tee and um, we're using rugby to hold the ball up and i was i remember like and just like that's all i wanted to do christmas day we just go kicking with my brothers and my, and my parents and stuff so like yeah just kick it i just yeah look like the the responsibility that comes with it i guess is a big part of it and <laughs> if you actually like shoulder that responsibility and, and like execute, like it's, it's such a fulfilling, um, like euphoric feeling, even though in rugby you kick it and you turn around and run back, but um, obviously you're not jumping for joy, but kind of like in football, but you know, it's obviously extremely satisfying thing to knowing that you're able to like step up, deliver, um, and then go back by your business again. But yeah, I was like, I was gripped from, uh, and, and yeah, from like from, from day one, um, kicking's always been, has been, just yeah, part and parcel of what I've, I've loved to do yeah it's tough because it's, it's something that i don't know it's like until you tell somebody until they try it it's hard to experience it but you know like i'm sure like dancers and artists they all have that same moment where you're like oh like like that's what i live for it's really hard to, to kind of put words to it but uh you know the one yeah. of the same kicking is like everybody wants to be you until it's time to be you and then nobody wants to be because <laughs> everybody thinks they get kicker until yeah. kick. and um it, in kicking it seems to me kicking uh who said this one steven goskowski uh kicks for the titans now um i was doing a camp with him one john carney and, and he said you know kickers are either crazy like like super detail oriented perfectionists or they don't care about anything there's not a whole lot in the middle and both both approaches work but i i found anyway at least on some yeah. level there is an obsessiveness that um anybody who tries to kick or fall into any kind of like special niche position within a sport 
tends to have. And that perfectionism is great because you do need that to learn the technique and the fundamentals and whatnot to practice, but it can cause you to get stuck in your own way. Like in rugby, it's continuous action. So you don't think about what you're doing all the time. Not, not, not all the time, but with kicking, it's like yeah. you could be three hours and then suddenly it's, hey, Ty, go kick. Um, I'm curious, like, and you mentioned before we started interviewing that you tend to journal as a kind of a way to like reflect and you seem like a pretty heady reflective person um maybe it's your your melancholy like irish constitution but um what how do you how do you get out of your own way as an as a pro athlete like when you when you found that you yeah too much, what do you do to detach and relax so can you can you just repeat um did you ask how do I get out of my own way from a performance perspective? Is that, is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How do you get out of your own way uh, from a performance uh, perspective when you find that you're getting, you know, too stuck inside your own head? And I think I definitely have the ability and I like, do like the kind of mental chattering and over and I'm blue, like over analytical. So I, I 100% do, do delve into the detail. Um, and that, like, that's and again, that's important when when you're reviewing kind of what it is you're doing, the actions. You, you obviously at the highest level, the elite level, the, the smallest the smallest things have have kind of big influence on the outcome. Um, but yeah, for me, like, and I, I've learned I've learned this from a kicking perspective is like, yeah, I'm 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 at my best when there's just like a complete sense of I'm standing over a ball and I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about tempo. I'm not analyzing my tempo. I'm not analyzing my my lean into the ball. I'm not analyzing kind of the angle of my foot. I'm just standing over the thing and just going, "Fuck, I'm going to smash this." And like that's it. And like 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 that's and that's it. And more often than not, that's kind of usually ends up ends up happening. So if for like if you're maybe if you ever kind of like for me like in that in that rush, you just just like kind of falling back to um like yeah, you have the ability like you you perform and you're in that state of flow um as i said yeah like consciously you're, you're, you're not you're not really, you're not thinking a whole lot you're not thinking a lot of specific details you're just thinking fucking attack excuse my language but you like attack this ball or like just get after this and just get your foot through it and you know you're going to bang it um i know that's really simplistic but like genuinely that's a lot of time i just if i'm if i'm not in the great space i just try and just kind of flush flush all those thoughts and like a trigger that I, I've used a lot, um, especially with the journaling, journaling, like the mental aspect is like, I often reflect on like that 10 year old tiger Christmas day, getting the kick and tea, just to go kicking balls with my brothers or like a lot of time on my own, just going kicking, kicking, kicking. Like I love kicking. I love kicking. Um, and like how privileged and fortunate am I to be standing here at 29 years of age, just recently 29, but to be standing here and like, I'm still kicking. Um, like that's, I think, like, imagine telling ten-year-old Ty that, like, you'd be in these shoes down the road, um, and like that just brings a sense of like, yeah, fucking well done. Like, just, just like, do what you do. Don't get, don't get, oh, don't get too caught up. And I think again, I get, I would get very analytical, maybe in a training or a review set review perspective. Um, but when it comes time to go and like whatever, like you said, the lights are on. Um, for me, obviously, that's more of a rugby thing. That's when you 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 just you just trust the foundation and stuff that you, that you laid, and then just like let yourself do it. And yeah, as I said, for me, a big big trigger from ever like down the dumps or overly concerned is just I think of Tig 
20 years ago and like mm-hmm. just he loves kicking and Ty today still loves kicking and how did you develop the habit of journaling because there's uh, I had a professor once he said uh, how will I know what I think until I see what I write and what he was getting at was like you know it doesn't matter if you're a professional it doesn't matter if you're an athlete there has to be some type of self-coaching practice that you engage in um and what i found and i'm sure what you found too in your experience the best players can can take coaching from like actual coaches but really they're their own best coach like they're the ones who are tinkering they're the ones who yeah. are refining. um i'm just curious it doesn't even have to do with, with sports how did you fall into journaling to reflect on which what you're going through as an athlete or in your life um yeah it was, it was like maybe 2015 i think no no excuse me 2011 when i left high school and it's uh, 2015 when i was in the pro system in, in europe in ireland and then a little bit in italy um we're always kind of like we used to do a lot of stuff like mental skills stuff um but and we'd have like psychologists come in and we do it individual or in a team setting and i'm like back then and the whole mindfulness of trying to be still. But I remember, like, it was almost seen as a bit of a farce amongst the playing group, amongst the guys. It wasn't, like, it wasn't respected at all. It was, like, this, like, shrink person coming in, talking about the mental side of things. Like, you know, everyone's mentally, you know, we just thought physical. And as long as you're a bloody big fella, big arms, you feel good, you're happy. Like, the mental side of things, like, wasn't respected at all. So I remember, like, that was, like, that was my, honestly, that was my mindset for a, a, lot, of, a lot of that time. Um, when I was first in like these pro environments and it was only to be honest with you it was it, more so in the last um last six seven months where I've had just pre-kicking actually pre-getting into to football kicking when excuse me just when I started football kicking is when I started journaling because I was going through I think there's so much change in my life do I want to do I want to go down this football route do I want to leave behind everything I've just you know, like the, the, all the rugby stuff that I've done, I'm 20, 28, 28 at that time, like do like the path there for rugby was, was really good and I was on it and it was going in a good direction. Like, so anyway, in my head, I had so much clutter and things to try and figure out. Um, and I was just going around in circles. So just the idea of like writing down my thoughts about what, you know, and it wasn't like a pros and cons list. I would just kind of be putting down trigger words, different words or like sentences. I didn't really have any kind of structure to it. It was just trying to put things down on paper. And then, um, you know, from there, I just found it was easier to come to the decision of like, what do I want? Because a lot of the inner, inner turmoil that I had, at the, turmoil is a strong word, but this, the hesitancy to say to go to football was, well, I'm actually signed a contract for next season in rugby. I was a big part of the team, equivalent to the quarterback. And the quarterback and kicker combined, like I might leave my team high and dry. And like I was thinking like all these different things and trying to do right by everyone around me as well. And then just like journaling, it kind of got to the, it just helped me realize like, listen, and it's like a profession sport is a business. And yeah. anyone that's played professional sport, you know, it's a business. Um, like one minute they love you, the next minute you're out the door and like you don't even get a goodbye. So I remember like just through like writing everything down, the journaling process, I found I was able to get, get like a lot more clarity and get to the decision, which was, 
you know, you need to do what makes you happy. And that you know, for me, I knew it was going down the football football route. And then like, from, just from that point, then I just continued to just journal every single day. Um, at the, I just journal in the evening. So I meditate in the morning and then journal at night. Um, and I just like, it allowed me, like, it just for me, it's been unreal because it's way more aware of like what it is I'm doing and way more intention around what it is I'm doing. Um, and from a kicking perspective, I use that breathing as an anchor. I, I, the phrase I used to the guys recently was like, breathing is my anchor to the presence. Present, like just so it allows me whatever it is I'm like the act I'm doing, you kicking, obviously, that, for a lot of this stuff. Um, just be way more like dialed in versus I definitely had situations in rugby where I've been taking a kick or goal on the sideline and you're beside the stands and you hear people like shouting, hey, McMissy, you ginger prick, whatever. And like I've been like, very aware of that here, like connect to that thought, and then I'd yep. be thinking like, oh, let let me nail this and um, let me like score this kick so I can look back at them and smile. And like a lot of time, thankfully, it did go over, but like I was very much getting like pulled away from pulled away from the act itself, and I wasn't like being being very present and what what is I was trying to do. So I just found the idea of like mindfulness and the meditation stuff has just allowed me to be a lot more like appreciate what I'm doing right now when I'm doing it um versus being always thinking ahead about like worrying about what what, what might what might happen what I want to happen what I hope will happen and and obviously reflecting on what went in the past and like how what was in the past doesn't always define you like um, I missed a kick when I was under 16s I remember like it was a game-winning kick I remember missing it and like that stuck with me for age like even though I wasn't consciously in my head um, a lot of the, the time of the idea of when it becomes like a clutch kick, a lot of time I would think of 16-year-old Ty missing that kick. And even since I've had game winners and nailed them, but that that thought of, well, I missed that kick when I was 16. And regardless of making the game winners since, like that thought still kind of like still stuck with me. And it was through like the whole mindfulness and reading and reading a lot more. Um, you know, I started to realize like, geez, some of these thoughts that I, I allowed kind of like just, just linger in the background um, and very seldom attached to, but they're definitely there that like they're serving zero purpose. And a lot of time they're untrue. Um, so like, I don't know, I've just, I found huge value in the whole, the whole mindfulness and, the, and just in the end, the, the, the daily journal. Um, and it's just, and it's cool to reflect on then as well. Every once in a while, just reflect on, um, you know, what I was doing, what I was thinking a few months ago, whatever it is. Um, but it's definitely a practice I'm going to keep up for life. But yeah, so I, I've, I've found yeah, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of it and I think yeah in today's society everyone's a lot more accepting of it you know versus the example I gave at the outset where it was almost seen as a weakness to be more in tune and aware of those things right yeah it's um it's it's funny how I forget the what's the quote um there's a quote it says like where where a man's wound is you'll find his greatest genius and so like the the whole point is like where it most most athletes tend to have whether you're pro or amateur you tend to have one of those moments where like you missed a shot and it's like man like that like it stinks but you kind of carry it with you and it's like your fuel so to speak um and i think a lot of Mm. it i like what you said about how like the thoughts never kind of totally go away even though you've hit plenty of kicks since then um and i think when i when i work with younger athletes or i'm sure when you work with younger athletes it's really hard to tell, like, to help an athlete, like, accept that, like, it happened. <laughs> and, like, kids want to carry yeah. the dick with them or the missed shot or the, their problem with them, like, like, day after day after day. And I think a much 
more more practical approach to helping kids deal with that stuff is like you know let, let's try to get away from like eliminating an experience because like once you've experienced something you can never unexperience it but like you can learn how to kind of dance with those demons and like know how to deal with them when they come up through practices like journaling journaling or um or meditative practices and like you've been you've played pro um would you say that most of the guys you have encountered have some type of like reflective practice whether it's journaling you know meditating or like doing some type of activity like that um i would say it's it's greatly increasing it's definitely it's definitely on the up but right yeah yeah i, I would i would say i would say less yeah less than half and again i'm not sure you know like I, to be honest, this is one of the first ones I've talked about, talked about it from my point of view. Um, so who knows what the fellow's doing there at home. But yeah, I mean, I've tried playing rugby often with the guys. And I'd say, no, I'd say a lot of, a lot of players don't avail of it. But I think it's definitely, it's definitely changing. It's going the right direction. And I, I think one of my biggest um, points I'd make to people if they were more inclined, inclined, you know, to try and experience it is definitely you have to give yourself time. Because trust me, when I sat down, for to meditate for 10 minutes at the start like my head was going every like i like all over the place it was like i remember doing it the first few times like this is useless like i'm actually just attaching more so to these thoughts not as again not as any negative thoughts but you're just attaching more so to them and just like going down this rabbit hole so like it definitely took me took me like a good bit of time and a good bit of time could be even oh shit like i'm still dealing with it but like easily a few weeks before i started to feel like a little like that kind of sense of like, okay, I'm very much just here and I'm breathing and I'm, and I'm in like this, the state that I would like to be in. Um, but yeah, so anyway, to kind of get back to, I find with the football guys, I, I feel like a lot of the guys I've met, they're more, in, they're more in tune with it. Um, they, they are more in, in tune with, with, with the mental aspect. But I think again, as kickers, obviously, yeah, you just like, you just get that one action to kick and then you're off. So like the mental aspect, I had a good chat with one of the guys at, at John's gym He's um, a class kicker. He's getting a lot of workouts at the moment. Uh, he's with he's with some team last year. Um, like just seriously impressive kicker. And we're just talking about this side of things. And we're just both saying like, yeah, at the stage that we feel we're at, where we we kind of have the foundation where we don't need to get too overly in the act of kicking before kicking. You want to get too technical. You just want to let yourself just like be present and then go go commit to the act. Um. And both of us are saying, we're like, yeah, man, we, I think it's like 90% mental at this level, at this stage now, um, because we, again, we, we all have the ability to kick a ball and kick a clean ball. And so as a result, you know, you want to be, can, you want to be making active efforts there to, to try and advance your mental game or whatever it is you need to do. Um, yeah, and, and the, as I said, mindfulness and the kind of meditation stuff, the journaling have been huge for me. And I think a, a lot of the kickers that I've come across, they, 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 they are using it. Um, I imagine probably be like in, in these kind of more individual sports as well. Maybe it's probably more common than. That's not to say the guys in rugby don't use it. I think a decent amount of them, an okay amount of them do. Um, but I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger um, as as more people experience it, become advocates, and like it's it's very much. I think at this stage it's normalized, um, sure. so it should help things. But yeah, I'm definitely I, I'm definitely a big advocate of it. It's, I, I'm I'm 100%. I've seen like a lot of just benefits um to the to the just yeah to sense of clarity and just like enjoying enjoying what i'm doing when i'm doing it 
and not getting too lost too lost in what's 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 around the corner yeah i, I mean it definitely does lend itself more to the you versus yourself type sports of like golf tennis archery you know kicking um but yeah i mean the prince like you people have to figure out a way how to, to like get out of their own way um and it, you are right like you know 10 years ago nobody really did that stuff or if they did it they didn't really talk about it because they didn't want to be perceived as some kind of head case um but it, it is i wouldn't say it's totally commonplace now but it's definitely more like open um yeah. next question I, i'm kind of curious like um there's a lot of uh, like uh, the role of like mentors in your career whether it's like personal mentor or um you know an athletic mentor you know at, at some point you probably came across two or three people or you know one or whatever a, a couple people who might have seen something in you that you weren't able to quite see in yourself um and so what i'm curious about is um who might be you know one or two notable mentors that you've come across whether in sports or your own life who were it not for them you don't think you would be where you currently are today and and, and what was their impact uh, yeah. on you yeah so so from a from a like from a rugby perspective, um, yeah, I remember having a coach, and he was he was a coach. He was involved with the the professional team. So as I mentioned, at fifteen, when I went into the professional ranks, he was he was the coach there. And what was his name? Like he just gave his name uh, Nigel Carolyn is his name. And I remember he just like just his way of he the man the man the man never very seldom shouted very seldom shouted, just like really good communicator, really just specific, but like kind of gave you, gave you what you, what you, he kind of knew what I almost needed, whether it was a, a jolt of confidence um, with a really positive affirmation or it could be something more specific to performance. But um, yeah, like the, the idea of at times when I was wondering, like, like am, am, am I, am I good enough? Um, like his ability just to be kind of, reaffirm that you are um was something that 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 i always at times a lot maybe back then i was looking looking for that affirmation as well probably too much like i i put maybe too much weight into it um but he was definitely someone that was there like yeah i said 15 16 17 when you're in this you're in this professional environment you want to make it it's always nice to hear the the decision maker pat you on you know give you give say something nice or pat you on the back um and it was something at the time that I definitely helped me a lot when I was maybe questioning things. Um, Do you have yeah, a specific I, I said, just, he's, excuse is, me? is there a specific story uh, with, with that coach that like encapsulates that or that comes to mind? Uh, I was like, yeah, this is one thing we're playing a game. Um, and in rugby, we don't really spiral the ball at all. We kick it more end over end, or the IC style, whatever you want to call it. But I, I don't know, this one just sticks in my head where I remember deciding, fuck it, excuse, excuse the language again, but that's literally what I say to myself a lot of time in, in, internally. Um, and like, just like banging a spiral, just went for it, banging a spiral, just, just fuck it, it soared downfield. Um, and he was like standing behind the goals. I was backed up against my old goal line. And I just remember like, turn, like he was just like turned around, I like, kicked in, he was like shouting my name or something, turned around and just like, I remember just like kind of smiling, just gave me a look. 
like like just like kind of like a, just a smile and a nod or whatever but i remember like that like that that was i was probably 19 20 but i remember like just 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 doing just in that i remember thinking like yeah fuck i am like i am the man like i like like yeah this is me like like i i deserve to be here it was just like yeah he didn't he was just he didn't even say anthem but i remember just like finding like for me i remember the time being like it just gave me a huge sense of like all right the top dog is is kind of is kind of giving giving me that like you know that respect um and i remember just yeah that just kind of stuck with me maybe in times where i was like oh am i good enough I remember thinking back to that and i was like no 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 i am and like nige nige kind of like backed that up and so again it yeah, wasn't even a negative that was a positive moment with another positive moment um yeah so i but I, I i yeah i like it's something that i haven't really thought about a whole lot but now when you ask me that question that's just what come to mind straight away um yeah it, doesn't, it probably doesn't sound overly special but i guess you know everyone has those internal things that you might come across and when you you, you just place a lot of weight and value in it and I mean, yeah that was just a small moment that it, was, it just kind of gave me a huge sense yeah i belong kind of kind of feeling which is always which is great obviously to, to yeah when you're like we all when you're playing with confidence um and you have that swagger about you generally your performance kind of mirrors that um and then from a, i guess from from a from a football football perspective um there's only really like two two coaches that i've met that have been very open minded and that have that have enjoyed um and who I thoroughly respect and no surprise one being yourself <laughs> and um the other one being now, in, in all seriousness, though, it is. You're, and, and then, obviously, and then the next man, John Carney, who's you were the one that that, that told me to, that encouraged me to go do that. Um, you got to go to Mecca. Yeah, and, yeah, like John. Yeah. Like, I've I've just I've just finished two months there. Um, and, like, yeah, the, like, speak, speaking of kind of like those, like, positive affirm, uh, positive affirmations, always nice to get a tap in the back. Now, now I don't need it as much because you can't, you, you know, you can't, oh, you can't always be looking for that because you're not always going to get it because your job is to put it between the uprights. So you're not going to get a slap in the back every time. But, um, you know, for, for, for John achieving what he's achieved and seeing, you know, just his experiences, like, outstanding. It's amazing to, to yeah, just, like, the, the career he's had. Um, but... I found him like so valuable and, and he gives, he obviously gives the physical tips, but just when he's talking, he also like talk goes into the mental side of things. He goes into the mental side of things a lot, actually. He goes into the mental side of things a lot because as I said, I think at that, that top level, it's like you know, almost 90% mental um, to perform and keep your job, or win a job. Those, um, so for those, if, if you don't know, he's referring to, uh, I mean, most of the guardians will understand, but, uh, John, he's referring to John Carney, who uh, kicked the NFL for 25 years or almost 25 years, um, fifth all-time leading scorer, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. Then um, he currently is where uh, Tig's training for, uh, you know, to hopefully go pro with kicking. Um, and he, he still kind of acts as one of these uh, mentor gatekeeper coaches uh, for kickers who are trying to break into the NFL. So sorry about that. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, yeah, that's. I guess all very relevant information. Um, but yeah, again, like just he, he's someone he's someone that I've the, the utmost respect for. And um, what I loved is the fact that when I came in, he fully, you know, being new to the sport, um, he fully respected and, and saw my ability as a kicker. And it's, and and there's one or two te uh, technique things that from rugby doesn't necessarily perfectly translate to football. 
um, just in how we transfer our weight through the kick. In rugby, we tend to like kick and then we stay, keep our weight going through the ball and like chase it down a little bit. Whereas in football, obviously, you can't chase the kick down. As you told me, one of our first sessions, that, that real estate doesn't exist. You can't run five yards beyond the kick because there's going to be bodies there. You're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get killed. But like, like John, because I've worked with a, a few coaches now and everyone, most majority of coaches I've met along the way, they've, they've just been trying to change everything about me. Uh, not everything, mm-hmm. but we try and trying to change a lot. Um, whereas John just fully saw he's like, look, you're getting clean, high, good rotation, high balls down the middle, good tempo, good get it, good get off time. Um, you've clearly had a success doing it that way at a professional level for many years. Like, why would I totally rip that and strip it away to then try and build it all up again with the 28, 29 year olds, um, which some coaches have. But John, yeah, like I just said, like a lot of respect for like John very, very much like looks at the individual, you know, and he, he influences where like he influences in the appropriate places to, to make certain changes. But he's not just just because just because he's a coach, he's not just going to tell you to change something just for the sake of hearing his own voice, which mm-hmm. some coaches I think can be um, can do um, or like pigeonhole you into mm-hmm. a certain to do it just because someone else did it this way means you have to do it this way where everyone's different um and uh, i find that he definitely has that kind of like that growth mindset and he's open and he's, he's definitely open to, to different different ways of doing things um yeah and as a result I've, i just found him just like he's been great he's been great to to deal with over the last two months or so and yeah he works with me and treats me as an individual he doesn't treat all the kickers as the same and expect us all to do the same thing so I don't know. I, I've, I've I found a lot of, and I, I've gone down the rabbit hole over the last few weeks of, again, I've worked with different people. I'm trying to make changes. And at the end of the day, uh, I'm happy I explored and tried to make the changes, but long story short, I'm back to how I initially did it. Why? Because it was, it was, it was clearly good enough for me to go down this route. It's clearly good enough for agents and NFL teams and stuff to, to be curious, to be asked about me, to be interested in. So obviously I was doing something right. And that's kind of what John echoed versus um saying oh you look a little bit different to how everyone else does it or and again everyone's different you know that better you know that you like every, every kicker is different right but yes people seem to have this perception that like most guys kind of are, are extremely similar but everyone has their own dif- different quirks and finds you know finds a way to get it done how they get it done right would you agree with that from your experience yeah i think it's yeah it's definitely tough and in the i think in any sport you go deep enough down coaching rabbit hole you're gonna find you know characters that you might find on tiger kings you know they're like really like coaching disagreements on kicking technique it's really any coaching philosophy disagreement or on like technique in any sport it's all like the problem is terminology like the english language is so limited in what you can explain you know like if i say swing straight well you like my version of swing straight in my head and your version of swing straight in your head or my like different sports of sports. So I think, yeah, there, there's, and it's funny, like you look at some of the best kickers in the NFL, uh, Matt, Matt Bryant kicked for 20 years, didn't follow through, no follow through. Yeah. Steve Kowski, pretty narrow setup, you know, um, swings a little different than Tuck, most. Tucker, Tucker has it. Yeah. They all, like he, every, he is his own, um, yeah everybody different but they all hit the same part of the ball but you know it is funny like with your yeah the 
I want to go back to something that you said with uh, Nigel, uh, the first mentor. You said, you know, he didn't even say really anything to you. It's just like a smile and a nod. And like, you know, that's like rocket fuel for you that you're still riding off of like almost 10 years later. Um, and I think as coaches yeah. or, you know, as players, it's hard. It's really easy to underestimate or forget just how impactful something you say or even something you do around a player or a young player who like isn't sure of who they are yet you know can really impact them for for better or for worse i mean no no coach is perfect but um well i i do want to um uh wrap up here with with one last question because i know you got to go you're on vacation um what what would be let's say you're talking to um Okay, let's knowing what you know now about being a pro athlete and a professional, um, what piece of advice would you give yourself when you first started out uh, in playing professional rugby or going down this pro path? Um, definitely get, don't be don't be so cognizant or don't be so stressed about trying to trying to please everyone because like. Wanting every yeah, wanting to to every coach or everyone you kind of interact with, trying to, I was always trying to impress them, but trying to please everyone. Um, that's something that's something that I that's that I was very like, I, and as a result of that, trying to please everyone, as a result, like mental energy was going all over the place because there's so many different kind of people you, you would interact with and deal with, and trying to trying to leave that like positive impression on, on everyone. Um. Yeah, I remember like think like thinking about think like I definitely wasted way too much time thinking about what other people think of me versus just being being me and doing what I do and do what I do best and be like comfortable in that. So like right. yeah, like that's that's I and mean, that's to be honest, that's something I'm like I'm still still deal with. But again, going back to what we discussed for quite a while, the the whole mental aspect of things has definitely helped a lot. But yeah, I, I was I was hyper aware of my environment and maybe perceptions of me within the environment. And yeah, obviously to do professional level, you got to assume majority are good. But um, yeah, that was something that I would could leave from training and be thinking about a little comment a coach might have made or someone might have made. and like placing way too much, giving it way too much thought, way too much energy. Um, sorry, go ahead. You there? It's that one Twitter comment that you read, right? At like one in the morning. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I lo- yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Uh, thankfully, I've, I've like, I learned, yeah, I learned that early. I think most people probably have to go through it a little bit, but like, yeah, after a game, reading, reading um, a comments or discussion posts, and there's 20 comments and 18 say you're great, and two people say, ah, he was all right. And like, just, yeah, attaching to those two comments. Um, like, yeah, I, 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 like, a hundred, like, I did it for a few years, to be honest with you. Um, it was just, yeah, like wanting that, like, feedback one on that to see you know yeah like the gratification potential gratification if it went well um but it, it, since i've got to gotten older or say say my early 20s because i experienced it a few times in my late teens and maybe 2021 but like by the age of like 22 pretty quickly i realized that like <laughs> you don't need to jump on you don't need to jump on twitter or a discussion thread or a forum um yeah because you very seldom leave leave there feeling feeling great so yeah and again <laughs> Right. Like uh, uh, something that I've kind of think is like, if I wouldn't necessarily ask a person for their opinion, you know, I'm not gonna wouldn't ask you for opinion. I'm not gonna then like you know, read it and respect it because a lot of times they're faceless. Um, 
but yeah, there's no point attaching that. So th that's something that, yeah, unless it's someone in my circle who I truly respect, um, I would listen, but unless I'm going to go to you for, unless I'm going to go to you for your opinion, um, if you give it to me and I haven't asked for it, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to place any weight on it. Um, and again, easier said than done, but again, through t over time, I've kind of learned, learned that. And um, yeah, thankfully now like mentally, <laughs> You, you, you're not going down those rabbit holes or being awake at two in the morning thinking, why did Brendan Cahill at four, five, six, nine, two, one say that I, I didn't have a great game today on some discussion thread? Like, right. who gives a fuck? Excuse me. No, no. For the 10th time. Have you seen what kids can watch on Netflix today? It's like, you're fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I think that that's, you know, I think the hardest thing in the world to tell a young athlete is like, you know, don't care what people think about you. Cause like when you're a high school kid, it's like, you know, you don't even know who you are. Right. And then you're, you got other, you know, people in the stands yelling at you or you're trying to play college ball or yeah, it's, it, it is, it's one of the hardest things to learn, but probably one of the more valuable skills. So like kind of learn how to block out people, but um, well, Hey man, this was fun. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking time to go down the, uh, the rambling rabbit hole with me um and what's the best way for for kids to try to get in touch with you if uh, or, or listeners to get in touch with you um no first yeah firstly cheers for chatting um definitely doing a lot of like, obviously podcasts and interviews and stuff and yeah this is the first one that's kind of taken this this direction which i've really enjoyed it's, it's cool because i think it provides maybe a different perspective versus the usual usual stuff everyone here so um yeah cheers for that but Oh, yeah, thanks. Instagram. I think Instagram is usually the easiest. Tag, tag leader. T a d h g, leader. And the first name's a weird spelling, but um, <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets it gets butchered all the time. But yeah, no, it, yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll hopefully there's some some interesting information or nuggets or perspective. Um, but yeah, and yeah, I'm obviously it's still still learning sorry just before I kind of wrap up my end like yeah obviously I'm still learning but the idea definitely that I've learned being in the football world um and I'm down carrying it with everything I do in life is the idea of being big be curious and ask questions like mm -hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm constantly doing that I've, I've found like it's been helpful as well and a lot of things um just because certain, something's done a certain way that doesn't necessarily mean it's like the best way or like maybe you can improve on it or have a different something about it so yeah I think the idea of for me, it's, yeah, especially being a new world, obviously I'm, I can be curious. I have to ask questions, but I found it really valuable just across the board from a, like a life perspective. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, and I think like most people, like if you get somebody who's like really earnest and like, you know, honest and they're, they don't have an ulterior motive, like most of the time people are going to love having a question asked of them, you know, like I'm sure, you know, you kind of had to get over that, uh, feeling of like, you know, what the heck am I doing when you went out to San Diego or you start connecting with all these other uh, NFL kickers. But I mean, I'm sure you found that like, as long as you're genuine, most of these guys are more than happy to like help you out. Like surprisingly. So like, like, yeah, like, I, like you know, I assume say that again. Is it, is it like that friendly in rugby with players or like you found that kickers are kind of like unique in that they're always willing to help each other. Yeah, I found I found the the kicking thing to, to be extremely unique. Um, but I, I guess part of that though as well is that we're all individuals trying to go our own path to play for different teams. Whereas from a rugby perspective, you're always in a team environment. 
Mm-hmm. So like I, I don't think it's I don't think we'd be fair to kind of fully compare those, but what I will say is I like I was surprised with how everyone was just so open and so and so willing to help. But even yesterday, the example, um I was punting and John Ryan, that's the former Seattle punter, shit, load of experience, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember like he was walking down towards me and I was gonna say asking him to see if he could give me any kind of tips and you know, he, he was actually coming down to look at me, how I kick with my kind of rugby style to see could he learn things from me. And I thought I just thought that was it was a cool thing, like a testament to a guy being a true pro in whatever he's mid thirties, late thirties, like always always again, the idea of being curious, ask questions. Like the guy, you think you think it'd be fair to say he's 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 ticked the box as as a punter, but you know, he was still curious and asking questions and like trying to see how I do and learn different things. So I, I just thought it was a really cool example, even just from yesterday. Um that yeah, that is something that's yeah, like ne- never get, and I'm sure at some points in my career, I thought, yeah, should I figure this out? But like, very fleeting moments. Um, but yeah, I think you you always want to, yeah, you never want to be standing still there, do you? So I, I just thought that was a, it was a cool little moment to see someone who like such respect and achieved so much is still is still always looking for that edge. Mm-hmm. 